It's 10 a.m., which means it's time for Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah, good morning. Happy August 29th. We're almost through August. We're almost eight months through the incredibly awful, terrible, no good, very bad year of 2020. I'm Austin Horton. <laughs> I'm Austin Horton, host of Utah Car Sense, along with Mark Miller Subaru. And George Roska is with me this morning, general manager of the general sales manager of the Midtown store. George, good to have you back, my friend. We've missed you. Hey, good morning. How are you? We're doing great. Eric Jensen producing for us today. Now, how do we feel, gentlemen, that uh, we're eight months through the year 2020? Because I keep hearing and seeing everyone say, oh, come on, 2021, 2021. And it's like, okay, I get it, but are we really promised that it's going to be just changed overnight once 2021 happens? Are you a superstitious person, George, that you feel that 2020 was cursed and we're just waiting for July, January 1, 21? No, no, okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we've been cursed in any way, um, and I unfortunately don't think that just when the calendar flips to January first, twenty twenty one, that everything's going to just magically get better. But um, I do hope that we will have a much better year coming up. And uh, you know, I think I think things are starting to maybe kind of feel normal, or at least we're getting used to things as, as far as um, with the whole pandemic and people kind of getting back to work and getting back to their kind of normal lives a little bit. But um, yeah, I, I am looking forward to the to the new year, but I don't necessarily think it's just going to magically just uh, be everything wonderful. Right. Uh, I think there will be some kind of, I think there's a, a mental subconscious psyche that might change just because, oh, we're done with 2020. But I don't think that there will be any substantial real uh, tangible change just because the calendar flips. Uh, you mentioned the the quote unquote new normal. We are getting a little a little more routine. We're getting a little more is comfortable an okay word to use with with uh, how things are are now to 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 operate normally. Now is not to operate normally at this time last year. Obviously, I am I'm sick of wearing a mask. I'm sick of wiping everything down. But it's a pretty small price to pay in order to still leave our homes and be able to feed our families, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's kind of nice doing the show now in a closed office because I'm not having to wear a mask and uh, <laughs> at least take it off for a little bit. But no, it's it, it's a pain, like you said, but it's it's a small price to pay compared to, you know, having lockdowns or not being able to leave your house or God forbid getting the getting the virus and, and getting sick. That would be the worst thing of, of ever of them all. But um, now we're we're getting used to it. We're doing better. I feel you know. I think you see it in the in the cases. They're starting to, to flatten out a little bit, even with school starting. So I'm I'm hopeful there, and I'm uh, I'm optimistic that we can keep schools open and uh, and kind of have everything either back to the new normal or, or getting steadily better. Now uh, I'm getting a text here, Eric, the producer. My dad says nothing's on air right now. So, are we sure oh. we're we're in programming and not on uh, all the buttons selected there? Am I in? Am I on programming now? So I wasn't before. I am now. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Talking to the wrong thing there. I think. Okay. 
All right, so let's start. Utah Carsons, welcome to Utah Carsons. We've been on air for, we've been off air talking for about six minutes now. We're just but chatting with ourselves. We've been talking know. about how things have become, there's a new normal that we've come to appreciate, not appreciate, but accept, and we're getting into a little bit more of a routine and how each of us hate wearing masks and, and having to wipe everything down to live, but it is better than not having, not being able to leave the home and, and we get to feed our families and go to work and have some social interaction, of course, safely. Uh, it's better than the alternative that we are experiencing in March and April. So George Roska, general sales manager of the Midtown store with us, uh, with us here uh, for Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, all right. Dad says it's working now. So we're great. Hey, George, awesome. my dad's listening. So we've got a listener this morning, so that's good news. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Love you. Appreciate the support. Uh, well, it was a good. It was good to know, right? I mean, we were just uh, we were just kind of going along, doing our thing, and yes. uh, yeah, nobody, nobody was listening. And, and all those swear words that you dropped, luckily, didn't go over. Oh, air, George, that, that's exactly why I kept it up. It was purposeful. <laughs> so you see, some of the stuff Austin was saying off air was just absolutely outlandish. I just I couldn't allow it to be said. Yes, that's me. Uh, so uh, thanks to assistant producer Dan Horton this morning uh, for making sure we were on our P's and Q's. George, tell now while we're talking about social distance and masks and sanita- sanitizing things, I've been to the Mark Miller Subaru Midtown store several times over the last few months, and I've yeah. been in- incredibly impressed with, A, how safe thing- and clean things are and how everyone's adhering to to the the protocols you need to adhere to but b more importantly well from a selfish standpoint more importantly how comfortable i was every time i was there i did not feel like sometimes these days when we go into a place we kind of feel icky or we feel eerie and we're kind of wary of everyone else and we're you keep your you stay away from me and no one talk to me and no one look at me i'm just gonna get in here get my thing i need and get out but i was still really comfortable at your stores how have you accomplished that well, I think it's it's a fine line, you know, because we definitely want to focus on the on the safety first. We want to make sure that we're wiping everything down, that everything's clean, that everybody's wearing masks. So that's our our number one priority. But we've all been to those establishments, let's let's call them, whether it's a business or somebody's home, where you know during the pandemic you just don't feel welcome. It's they're kind of like, okay, we don't really want you here. No, we we want people to come in. We want people to to be able to get a new car if they need one, to, to look at a car. Um, but we want to do it in a safe way. You know, we want to, if you come down, um, A, we're, we're going to be prepared, right? We're going to make sure that our uh, retail, that our dealership, our retailer here is clean, that all our desks are wiped down after every customer interaction, that we wipe down the cars when we pull them up. We're going to clean the, the door handles, um, the steering wheel, the the shifter, every touch surface, basically. And I think that goes a long way in making people feel comfortable because um, they know that we've taken the time, the, the precautions, and then they can come in and not worry about, oh, am I going to get sick? They can worry about, oh, well, okay, what's this car going to do for me? What can I look at here? And and I think that's that's why I think you felt so comfortable is because it, it is safe coming down to Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, and last week, Jeff was on with us, Jeff Miller, and he was telling us uh, that you got you have had a few employees between the two stores that have contracted uh, coronavirus, but that it's been kept to of the four hundred or whatever employees you guys uh, you get you have in the company, it's been kept to just a handful, five, four or five, that have got, come down with coronavirus, and there hasn't been any internal spread, and they haven't caught it at work. 
and they've been able to stay away and social distance and quarantine to make sure that there hasn't been any spread at work. How have your employees, uh, what uh, the important role that your employees play in making sure they take this as serious as it is so that spread doesn't happen? Yeah, we've had a few scares, um, you know, and, and it's been, um, it's been interesting because the employees have all reacted really positively. If there's been um, a case in, in their department, let's say, everybody's been real straightforward about, okay, this is who I talked to. I went and spent this much time with this person. So we were really able to do good contact tracing, I guess you would call it. And we've tested employees that have been in contact with, with people that, that did get sick. And luckily, yeah, we didn't have any community spread in the, in the dealership. We don't think anybody um, got sick from the dealership, we, we feel um, that the employees that did get sick all got sick outside the dealership. And then, um, you know, we caught it when, when they came to work. We're doing temperature checks. We're doing basically everything the CDC is recommending. We're following and, and Jeff and really all the management team has done a really great job in, in promoting this transparency, but also this kind of like safety. You can feel safe coming to somebody and say, hey, I'm not feeling good. You're just going to get sent home. Nobody's going to question that. So it's, it's been really nice and, and we've been able to build trust both ways. And I think that goes a long way. Absolutely. It's it's uh, very important that we all take it uh, seriously, In even if it's just to make sure that when you have a cold, because people are still getting colds and people are still getting the sniffles. And, yeah. and, and when you when you have that that headache that lingers for a few hours longer than you you typically deal with, you kind of have that in the back of your head, like, oh my gosh, is this it? Am I am I coming down with COVID? But even but the best thing to do is to stay away from people, wash your hands, have good hygiene, and see if it passes. Take your vitamins, yeah. eat eat well, exercise, and, and make sure that we're staying as healthy as possible. And then if it turns out that you do have coronavirus, it's it's uh, important that you've done the right thing to make sure you haven't shared it with everyone. So to hear that your employees are on board, it's one thing that I guess what I'm saying is it's it's one thing to have a PR statement and to have we will do this, we'll have temperature checks, we'll have we'll social distance and we'll we'll sanitize our pens. But if the people using those tools at the workplace aren't taking that seriously and aren't are kind of rolling their eyes behind the scenes, then it, it really doesn't do anyone good. And so it's really a marriage between having the right goals and right ideas and then the right people in place to make sure those goals are achieved or accomplished. Yeah, no, you said it real well. There's There's been some unfortunate uh, news articles that I've read where um, you hear some some pretty large companies, I'm not going to you know name anybody, but um, basically employees are saying that they've been tested for COVID positive and still been made to come into work. And that's oh. just, that's not okay. No. And, and, you know, we're, we're taking the complete opposite where somebody's even, like you said, maybe got the sniffles or maybe got a cold. They're not feeling well. It's okay. You know what? You, you go home, you rest up until you're feeling better. And if you're still not feeling better, like go get tested and, and make sure that you're okay. And, and I went and got tested. I went and got tested a couple months ago. Um, I was, I had a cough. I had kind of, kind of had the symptoms of it. And, you know, like you said in your head, you're going, Oh my God, I have it. Yes. So, yeah, I went and got tested. Nope, I, I didn't have it, but I still had, you know, you a little bit something. of a cough for a yeah. few days. So right. I just stayed home, and uh, it was, you know, it's. I think it's better that we do it this way, and it's going to help reduce the spread a lot more than if we're all trying to be superheroes and, and make everybody kind of tough it out and yeah. uh, pretend like it's no big deal. Uh, and I know we, I promise we'll get into car talk, but just one last thing. I was talking to Jeff last week about that very idea that maybe one of the – 
I'm not going to call it benefits or silver linings, but one of the things that we'll be better at after this whole ordeal is allowing ourselves and our coworkers time to stay home and use those sick days that our companies give us when they're appropriate. Because I think too often people try to be the, the warrior and try to be the, oh, it's just a cold, I'll get through it, I don't, I don't miss work for just a cold. Well, and that's fine, and it's not the end of the world if someone catches a cold. But I'm here to tell you, I don't want your cold, and yeah. I'd rather work five extra hours a day so that you, and cover for you so that you get better before you come back and share your cold with me. And I hope, I hope that at least through all this we get that much out of it, that we're okay now to say, okay, when you're sick, stay home. And just take will. care of yourself. And I think that'll be a big, big change in our culture. Yep. All right. Well, let's talk some cars, shall we? Because there is some exciting yeah, news uh, and great news and some bad news out there. We got to talk about it all right here on the zone uh, on Utah Car Sense. At some point, we'll play a, 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 a amazing story from Alex Cabrero of KSL uh, talking about a, a citizen helping uh, a police officer in in a traffic stop in the in the recent weeks and. Anytime we see good news happen, I, I want to make sure we shine a spotlight on it, particularly when it comes to our police officers uh, in this day and age. Because uh, as the and I'm in the media, but as the media is wont to do, the negative gets a lot of the attention. And whenever there's positive, I want to make sure we shine an equal light on that as well. But George, let's start with what things are happening at Mark Miller Subaru and at Subaru in general, we just brought home, uh, we traded in our cross check, as you know, and that was an incredible experience. And thanks to you for your help and your assist on that. And we brought home a 2020 Subaru Forester Sport. And as much as we loved our cross check, George, uh, I didn't know what I was missing from going from the <laughs> cross check to the Forester. Whew, it is okay, a. So what Completely so what do you like car. a lot better about the the Forester? Because I'm always trying to talk people into getting a Forester, not okay. over a Crosstrek, but as far as there's a lot of people that want Crosstrek, right? Yes. But it's it's just because it's the hot new car you hear about. Everybody's like Crosstrek, Crosstrek, Crosstrek. <laughs> I think the Forester is just as great, if not even better for some people. And I'm always trying to tell people when they come in to look at a Crosstrek, hey, look at the Crosstrek, drive it. I'm not trying to talk you out of it. But take a look at the Forester, too, because I yeah. think you'll like it. So I'd really love to hear from you. Well, and did you just go Jan Brady on the Crosstrek? Did you just go <laughs> Crosstrek, Crosstrek, Crosstrek? Yeah, that's what I heard <laughs> coming out of you there. Right? No, uh, and we, we're kidding. Of course, the Crosstrek is an incredible machine and, and an, an impeccable vehicle, and it does fit a lot of different people's needs from different walks of life that use it for different things. And so it's an incredibly versatile vehicle, and we really enjoyed it over the last three years that we had that lease. The number one thing I will say first and foremost about the difference that I like better about the Forester is when you have a child, that child comes with an entire Amazon warehouse everywhere you go. <laughs> and the Crosstrek was great. We had all kinds of cargo space when it was just my wife and I. When yep. that little bundle of joy arrived, we suddenly felt like hoarders inside of our car. Uh, there was there was not a nook and cranny that we didn't have a toy or a bottle or a diaper or a, or a car seat or some kind of bag uh, that we needed. And we needed all this stuff everywhere we went. So now we got that Forester, and you open the back, and it's got that cargo area that's it's taller, obviously, than the Crosstrek cargo area, and it's deeper 
but you don't feel like you're driving a Suburban down the road. And nothing against Suburbans, but we, with the three of us, we don't need a huge vehicle. It parks just the same on pretty much in our garage. And, and it, it's just it, – so that would be my number one reason, George, is that you get just a little – just get. the right amount more of space, and you don't feel like you've gone on to a passenger van either. You still have that same <laughs> type of compact feel that the Crosstrek gives you on the turns and the speed and that sort of thing, but you don't, you don't have that run out of space problem that we had before. Yeah, no, the, I get that. How do you like the, the visibility in the Forester? Because that's something I always talk about is, is how awesome it is, just those big windows, and, and you feel like you're wrapped around in glass. <laughs> exactly. So that was the first thing I noticed uh, a couple months back when we had to get our, our uh, Crosstrek tire. Uh, we got a flat tire, and we left it with you guys to get it fixed, and I took a loaner uh, Forester Sport out. And the first thing I noticed when I got in that was – Oh my gosh! I can see the entire freeway out of this out of this windshield, it, and not yeah. that there's any not that there's any visibility problems with the Crosstrek, but when you go from a smaller lower car to that higher car, you've got that bigger windshield in front of you, and it's not as slanted. At least from my vantage point, it doesn't seem as slanted back as the Crosstrek windshield, and I just feel like I'm. I honestly feel my grandpa used to have a a, a Buick LeSabre. And we'd get in that thing, and he'd say, this looks like the the windshield out of the cockpit of a 747. And I kind of feel that way when I get in my Forester. <laughs> I can see for miles from left yeah. to right. And then you look when you've got the, the, the roof above you and you've got that almost panoramic-style sunroof, you honestly feel like you're flying in the glass elevator on Willy Wonka. It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love that too about the Forester. I wish they would uh, they bring that panoramic roof kind of throughout the line, but yeah, uh, yeah, Foresters, Foresters, cool for it. And then we'd be remiss if we did not give a tip of the cap to Subaru for realizing that we need a little more pep in our vehicles, and they've got that new yes. uh, f- uh, 1.4. Li- wait, what is it? A 1.4 liter? Two point? What am I? What am I two, saying? Two five. Two five. Two five. Li- two and a half liter uh, engine now. And you think, okay, that's not that much of a difference. No, it's a big difference. You actually, you actually get some get up and go in the in the Subaru Forester that you missed a little bit in the Crosstrek. So that, yeah. those will be my three biggest things: the the space, but not feeling like I'm driving a a, a school bus, uh, the uh, visibility and safety that comes with that, and then of course the the get up and go, the pep that I missed in the Crosstrek. I now have in the Forester. So that would be, and it's, what are you talking price-wise right now? The Forester is very affordable. Yeah, they started right around the same price as the as the Crosstrek, right. right in the mid-20s there. Um, did you lease, your, you leased your Forester again, yes. didn't you? Yes, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you guys. How was that experience for you going from, from ending a lease to, to going to another lease? Well, I'll be honest with you, George. I, I feel a little robbed because it happened in a pandemic. So I don't feel like it's, <laughs> I don't feel like it was the, the uh, how to, not normal, but the routine that I was expecting sure. to go through, and the only reason I say that is because I host this show every week, and we've been talking about it for three years. I wanted to experience the the lease turn in how how we've been talking about it, 
but that's the not to say and all that. But yeah, they, yeah, they're not doing that really. But that's not to say that it was not better than it would have been. I'm just saying I feel like I missed out on having that experience just to know what it was like. I honestly, it just just from a, an outsider's take, I feel like it's actually it was actually a lot easier and more convenient this time around because of the pandemic rules than it would be otherwise. Not to say that it's complicated before, but we didn't have to have someone come and meet us to do an inspection. We just did it all there at your store, pretty much yeah. in one setting. And uh, so as far as an experience goes, I was, God, when, whenever you think of how long it usually takes you to to get a new car, uh, people traditionally might think, oh, I better take the day off work or whatever. No, that was that was not the case. We, we pretty much knew what we were doing. You guys knew what we wanted. We walked in. We sat down. We found the right price range. We found the right vehicle. Uh, the We had to wait a couple weeks for the vehicle to come in, and then there was a software update that needed to be done. But as far as how long we had to spend in the store, minimal. And it was it was great. We loved we loved the experience. Oh, that's that's awesome. I'm glad to hear. And, and not everything went right. You know, like you said, we did have a, a couple hiccups. The software update um there there was uh, it was the head unit right the, if i remember right yeah right the having, having the an issue infotainment with. system yes the head unit the, the radio the stereo yeah and and it seems like you know they're building cars better and better than they ever have they're safer they're more reliable the issues that we're having is exactly what you talked about it's it's software and it's always waiting for a software update to come out it seems like so appreciate your patience there um it's one of those things that it's kind of every manufacturer is having to deal with, Subaru included, um, and and the software, the just millions and millions of lines of code that it takes to write to get those entertainment systems to work with everything in the car. I mean, it's just so incredibly complex that um, sometimes things just uh, like on your phone just don't quite uh, work right. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and it was it was a, a kind of a blessing in disguise because my wife, who primarily is the driver of the Subaru, and that's because it's the safer car and so we and she has the our child more often than i do in the car and so she drives it primarily but she was not she loved her cross trek so much that she was not entirely sold and too wild about not getting uh she wanted she thought she wanted to go all the way up to the ascent uh from the cross trek because and so it actually turned out to be a bit of a blessing in disguise because while we waited for that software update to fix and the the right parts to come in, she then had the loaner from you guys, the Forester Sport, and she drove it for a week, a little over a week, and that sold her completely. And she was all in and so excited to get the the Forester Sport when it came uh, and was ready to go. And that actually led me to think, George, that a lot of times people might be really hesitant to move on from a car that they've become accustomed to and they're used to the size and the drive and but maybe they need something different but they're a little hesitant to do so just because it's a new change in their life and what you guys offer is this rental program where they could literally take the car that they're considering home for a few days or a week or whatever they want and and try it out and park it see how it fits in the garage see how it drives see what kind of gas mileage you get compared to the other vehicle see how the kids fit see how the dogs fit whatever the bikes and then make your decision with some experience on that having that car in your life rather than immediately going from one car to another without having any having tried it out i guess is what i'm saying do you have a lot of people take advantage of that rental program for that reason 
yeah, that rental program has been huge for that reason, because, you know, like you said, sometimes you need a little more time to, to get that decision. If it's the right car for you, you need to take the car to the grocery store. You need to take it kind of the way you use your car day to day to really see if it's a good fit. And, um, you know, most people are, are okay just taking a test drive and, and having that be their, their decision maker. But it is really nice having that program available when you have a customer that's just like, you know, I just don't know if I want the Outback or the Forester or the Crosstrek. And then we can, we can have them take one for a couple of days or up to a week. We'll actually um, reimburse. If you do purchase a car, we'll reimburse you up to one week of rental if, uh, if you buy from us. So oh, wow. it's a good way to kind of demo it out and, and see what you like. So there you go. And it's really easy to, to get into a rental. You do it all right there on your website. Mark Miller Subaru. Yeah, you can start all online at markmillersubaru.com. And uh, Brian does a great job. Um, we've uh, actually been pretty busy with the rentals um, um, in the last few months. It's been uh, kind of surprising. All right, well, we'll take our first break because on the other side, I want to talk about something else we mention all the time. But I want to get into detail because right now there's a there's – a, we, we, may, we may be quarantined or we may be working from home or we may be teaching our kids at home school or half the week at home. And, we, and a lot of times people might look at that and go, oh, well, if I'm at home, I might be able to get all these projects done that I've been putting off for a long time. Well, it turns out we're actually busier than we've ever been before. And that means sometimes the car gets neglected. But you guys have a solution for that as well. We'll talk about that next. Also, the story that will never go away until it finally happens 600 years from now. Flying cars? Question mark. Get to all that next here on Utah. Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Segment two here on Utah Car Sense presented by Mark Miller Subaru. I'm Austin Horton. Eric Jensen producing for us today. George Roska, general sales manager of the Midtown Store, 3535 South State, is with us today. George, as we went to break, we were talking about how a lot of people might feel, oh, I'm going to be at home a lot more than I usually am because of the the pandemic and and plans and things of that nature. I can get all that to-do list done. I can get some hobbies accomplished. And it turns out what we're discovering is we're actually busier than we've ever been uh, with all this quarantine and working from home stuff. And that could mean that the car, the oil change, the tires, the brakes may not be getting its uh, due justice and due attention that it needs because you feel like you don't have time to take it into a repair shop. But you guys have a solution that we talk about all the time here on Utah Car Sense. Yeah, no, we um, we really thought about this and we actually started this before the, the pandemic really hit. Um, but, um, with COVID it's, it's really taken on a, a new life and we've really expanded that. Uh, we've made a complimentary for the time being to where we'll pick up your car and drop it off, um, for, for free, uh, within 20 miles. Um, so you can schedule everything online. We'll drop a loaner off at your house if you'd like, um, for you to use while your car's in the shop. And then, um, we'll drop it off, uh, later after the, the service is complete, we'll bring it back to you, pick up your loaner car. And you never have to step foot in the dealership to get your car serviced. 
It's amazing. So whether and that's whether you're at home or at work or wherever, it's within that that certain mile radius, and boom, yeah. taken care of for you. Yeah, no, and and like you said, you know, I was telling that to a friend the other day that God, I feel like I am busier now than I have ever been. And my friend was just saying, well, you're just being a whiner, you know. <laughs> but um, I feel that that it's true for a lot of people between having to juggle more at home with the kids being at home and and not at school full time um, to just having to do a lot more because a lot of us maybe got help from family and, and help from other people in our lives that now maybe is not there because they're trying to social distance or trying to be safe on their own. Um, and just, there's a lot more that's falling on the individual. It seems like. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, if you've, if you've got, if you're in that situation, you need the car taken care of in some way, shape or form, Mark Miller direct service. That's the way to go. And when you lease, or buy a new car with you guys, that comes comp- that comes as part of the Maintain the Love package. Yeah, yeah. For the first uh, two-year, 24,000-mile that you have the Maintain the Love package, that is all complimentary. Um, but uh, as the time being, we've extended that out uh, basically to everyone within the 20-mile range, just trying to make it easier um, to get your car serviced. And, and it's interesting. You'll see the service department sometimes just busy, busy, than, and, and you won't see any cars up front. And you're wondering, where are all these cars coming from? You don't see any people in the waiting room, but it's all these Mark Miller directs that we're doing and pick up and drop offs. And I got to hand it to our, our concierge staff and our service department. They've done a great job in uh, handling the increase in business. Absolutely. So uh, just get to MarkMillerSubaru.com to get that taken care of and it makes your life so much easier. And if there were ever to be a need, you guys have the rental program. You've got loaners. We can get people taken care of so they're not sitting without vehicles uh, in, yeah, a, in and a time if, of And if need. you still want to come in and, and talk to your service advisor, um, like like we were talking about earlier, we've made sure that our, our dealership is sanitized, that everybody's wearing masks, um, that we're, we're wearing gloves inside the cars and just uh, disinfecting everything that's been touched. So um, you, you can feel confident coming into the store as well if you don't uh, want to do the Mark Miller Direct, but that's a great option for those that are super busy. Yep. All right, George, let's talk about flying cars and how ridiculous it is. But... My favorite. <laughs> I know, it's, it is. When I when I saw this story last night preparing for the show and I and I knew you were going to be my co-host, I kind of chuckled and thought, I, I think every time George was on, I bring up some kind of flying car story uh but if you if you've seen return of the jedi which originally was supposed to be revenge only seventeen thousand times yeah <laughs> well the the little speeders that the stormtroopers fly through fly on uh, in and out of the redwoods of northern california i mean endor uh-huh. uh that that is what that is exactly what this picture i'm looking at looks like to me this is out of japan uh, the, the decades-old dream of zipping around in the sky as simply as driving on highways may be becoming less illusory. Japan SkyDrive, Inc., among the myriads of flying car projects around the world, has carried out a successful, though modest, test flight with one person aboard. Now, I'm going to stop here because there is a lot of hyperbole in, in, in describing this event. This it is pretty cool. I don't want to downplay how cool it is. This guy is sitting in what looks like oh, uh, kind of like a rocket that you see flying around at Lagoon on like a like a rocket ride, and it, but he's hovering about three and a half four feet up above the ground. In fact, oh, you know what it says between two and three meters high, one to two meters high. Excuse me, one to two meters. Yeah, so several so feet like- off the ground. 
36 and it, feet. And it's hovering in a netted area, and it stayed there for four minutes before safely coming back down to the ground. Now, obviously, this is a step forward. This is a, 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 pro, a day of progress for those who want to see cars flying around at some point. But this is not much. This is not like we're weeks away or even months away or years away from... Yeah, I think I found the one you're talking about. I'm looking at it right now. It's not that impressive. No, like, and, and, you know, in context. It, it is pretty cool that they got this thing to do that. But it just hovers and then goes back down. It doesn't really yeah. go anywhere. It doesn't really fly around. It, it, it's, it's a step, but we're nowhere near seeing the Jetsons happen in real life here right this well, is this is not happening today no it, it's not happening tomorrow it's not happening next year it's not happening a decade from now um flying cars as a concept have always been you know the dreams of of the future right we all want to fly from house to house and not have to get stuck in traffic and it kind of is the ultimate dream of mobility right but if you really stop and think about it it's not going to be that fun in real life. Um, honestly, like flying around in a helicopter is not that, not that fun. I don't see how this would be any different. Um, now take this times a thousand and you have a lot of these things zipping around the sky and you got power lines and all sorts of things that are in the way. And so it's just, it's a cool dream, but it's just never going to happen. Well, well I'm, what I'm waiting for is apparating. Uh, is is that what happens in Harry Potter, where you just you just go to a place? You don't even yeah, have to just, travel. Yeah. You don't even have to get into anything. You're just there. You get a port key uh, with authority <laughs> from uh, the 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 Ministry of Magic, and boom, I can be in Hawaii at a drop of a of a blink of an eye. Uh, but yeah, I don't think that the idea of uh, avoiding airports and avoiding private air travel. I think uh, hiring private air travel. I think we're still. 100 years away at least in my opinion from everyone having a portable or a private uh, jet that they can just fly above the city and uh, and and to that end Sanjeev's, well, most people are bad enough drivers could you imagine most people no. trying to fly around in no. one of these things no i mean our our legislature in their uh, esteemed uh, intellect has already said ah you don't need safety inspections we trust you to do that on your own for our vehicles what are they going to do when we have flying vehicles? Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. But uh, Sanjeev Singh, professor at the Robotics Institute at Carnegie Mellon University, no big deal, who co-founded Near Earth Autonomy near Pittsburgh, he said if they cost $10 million, no one's going to buy them. If they fly for five minutes, no one's going to buy them. If they fall out of the sky every so often, no one is going to buy them. And that's still what all of these uh, situations are dealing with as we try to troubleshoot and invent flying cars. They cost $10 million. They fly for four to five minutes. And fly is a stretch. It's more like hover. And, and they uh, fall to the, to the ground. So we're still a long way away. But it is a step. And it is news. And they believe that uh, the Japanese government, anyway, is bullish they're aimed for 2030 as expanded commercial use for flying cars. I don't, I don't see that happening, but we'll see. I mean, that's I only we were 10 years to away, have, so. I thought we were supposed to have self-driving cars this time last year. Uh, this, this last year, we were supposed to have self-driving <laughs> cars in 1989. Oh, that's right. That's so right. So I, I don't know what, 
what people are expecting here. Uh, all right, now let's. I told you we needed to shine the spotlight on some good news. This is a report from KSL reporter Alex Cabrero, who uh, got on the scene and talked with uh, the 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 people involved. As a highway patrolman, uh, I believe on the first day or first week on the job, was spotted by a trucker struggling with a suspect on the highway, and here's what took place. The trooper told me the call came in as a man walking on I-15 in Layton, which you're not supposed to do for safety reasons. So the trooper went to help the man and ended up having a day he will never forget. Most people get to where they're going without any problems, but every now and then someone needs help. I love my job. <laughs> That's why Justin Law decided to become a Utah Highway Patrol trooper. I wanted to serve those, um, um, protect those who need, needed protecting. Like I have that passion. This past Thursday, he went to help a man after UHP received several calls about someone walking on the side of I-15 southbound near Leighton Parkway. It's a big safety issue, and so whenever there's pedestrians on the road, we like to try to get them off as quick as we can. But when Trooper Law approached the man and offered help, the man kept walking. At some point, the man turned around, walked behind Law's patrol car, and then started across the interstate. I ran after him. I was able to get him to the ground. Um, and was struggling behind my patrol car in traffic. This is dash cam video from a trucker who saw Law and the man wrestling on the interstate. That trucker, Ray Snyder, stopped his rig to block traffic and then ran to help Law keep the man down. When I saw his truck there blocking HOV lane, I was, I was happy, <laughs> very happy. A second trucker also stopped to help Law with the man, not knowing for sure what was going on. I'm very appreciative for both uh, truck drivers. I don't get emotional, <laughs> but knowing that he was willing to stop, block the HOV lane for me um, so that other cars wouldn't come by and, and hit me. For Trooper Law, it's a reminder that although the job seems to be as tough as ever, there are those who appreciate what he does. It makes me happy that, that there are those people out there, those truck drivers, that when I, they see someone in need like me, rolling around on the interstate in a dangerous situation that they're willing to stop and even put their life in a little bit of risk to help out. Now, as for the man walking on the interstate, he was taken to the Davis County Jail to be checked out to see what further help he may need. The second truck driver, we haven't been able to reach him just yet, but the first truck driver, Ray Snyder, I spoke with him on the phone this morning and he says he didn't want to be interviewed because he says he was just doing the right thing and doesn't need any credit for it. In Farmington, Alex Cabrero, KSL 5 News. I mean, come on now. That, that's a, that is a feel-good story right down to the end where I, I, I think that this guy is a hero already, but then he does what I think is the right thing. He says, nah, you don't, I don't need to be interviewed because it's, uh, it's not about me. It's about yeah. this, this situation ending well. And I think, no, that's, that was awesome. I think that's really good and rare for people to say, nah, I don't need to be on the news. I don't need mm -hmm. that 15 seconds of fame. Uh, so really, really good story there. And you heard the, the trooper get emotional because he got to go home to his family that night. And he got to continue the job that he loves. And he got to keep serving the people of Utah. And uh, I hope the person that he was uh, trying to help and later had to be apprehended and taken into custody, hope he gets the help he needs and turns his life around. And, and hope this story just ends well all the way across the board. Have you ever seen 
someone walking on the freeway before George. Have you ever experienced that? No, no. I've seen people ride like bikes down the shoulder, like in more like rural areas in the freeway, but never, never like in the city. As far as somebody just walking uh, yeah. down the side, that would be, that'd be a frightening scene and, and very dangerous. I've seen both uh, someone walking on I-15 uh, that, oh, even when, if you've ever had to change your tire or just pull over and get out of your car for some reason on the side of the freeway, it's it's unnerving how how you can feel the the breeze ripping through your clothes of all the cars uh, screaming by uh, at just feet away. And I can't imagine walking down a freeway. Uh, and, and when you see that someone on the freeway walking, you're like, oh my gosh, they're just they're just feet away from death, in imminent death. But then the weirdest thing I ever saw was driving in in San Diego. Well, to San Diego, we <laughs> were on the freeway headed down there, and there was a guy on a not like a, a bike with his not like he was training for anything. Just a guy riding his bike like a beach cruiser bike. Right there on the freeway, not on the I've shoulder, but in a lane on the oh, freeway. Oh, in a lane? I've yes. never seen him in a lane. And I, I, and he was just he was he, he couldn't have been cooler. Not that I think it was cool he was doing this, but I mean he was a cool customer. He was just calm and collected, just out for a nice cruise out on the California freeway. It was unbelievable. And I was like, was oh, it Bar- was it in Barstow? <laughs> no, it wasn't in Barstow. Why? It's just like something you'd see in Barstow. I don't know why, but every time I drive down to San Diego, <laughs> the drive's awesome. Everything's great until you hit Barstow. It was actually <laughs> right. Just... It was right near Oceanside, where we, Oceanside, where we saw okay. this guy. So a little, little further down, but yeah. yeah, that's that's about when things started to get crazy. It seems like in California, <laughs> Barstow. Well, when Barstow. it's 130 in December, it's, uh-huh. uh, your your brain doesn't work. How it's supposed to. So, I Barstow. wonder if uh, the drugs have begun to kick in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look at you assuming things, Eric. You don't we know. We weren't going there. Perhaps he was training the way, for that, the Olympics. That's a reference to good old Hunter S. Thompson. Yes, <laughs> sure it is. Yes, from uh, Fear and Loathing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of movies and cars, let's talk about this story. Have you seen the Robert Redford Great Gatsby movie, George Roska? I've seen the the latest Great Gatsby no, movie. No, is no, that no, the one no. you're? No, no, no. That's Baz Luhrmann with uh with uh Leo DiCaprio. That's the one. You're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. About. That's the one I've seen. I haven't seen the Robert Redford one. Uh, well, the, it's 1974. Uh, the the we watched it in high school. It was the only way I got through that stupid book, was being able to watch the movie version of it. Uh, and it's not a terrific movie either. I don't I don't know why people are so crazy about that book and that movie. But anyway. There is, if you're a carie, if you're a guy that loves cars and vintage cars and hot rods and the, those sort of things, the the Phantom, the HP Rolls-Royce Phantom, bright yellow, kind of gold more, that, that with green upholstery that he drives in the Great Gatsby 1974, it is up for auction uh, right now. Uh, let's see. Oh, what a gorgeous car. A 1928 Rolls Royce 4050 horsepower Phantom 1 Ascot Dual Cal Sport Phaeton. It could be yours. Classic Promenade Auctions will hold an online only auction of 30 high end collector cars and motorcycles. The Gatsby Rolls Royce being one of them. The virtual auction starts in early September. The Gatsby Rolls Royce goes up for auction October 12th through the 25th. So you can start saving your pennies now. The published auction price is between one and a half and two million dollars. 
for that 1928 Phantom Phaeton. So it'll probably sell for double that. It's probably going to be five million dollars. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. That's uh, just, wow. It, 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 it mentions in this article that the Bullet Mustang, that of course Steve McQueen made famous in the movie Bullet, sold for three point seven million, but the car was only worth twenty thousand. This car is worth a whole bunch more just as a car. Then when you throw in that Robert Redford in The Great Gatsby drove this thing, it takes it to a whole new level. So pretty pretty crazy. Uh, but if you've got $5 million laying around and nothing better to do with it, Gordon Monson, you might want to get in on this auction come October because that, be, that would be a baller car to own. That It's a beautiful – it, it kind of reminds me of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, the look of the thing. Yeah, it looks sweet. So there you go, speaking of cars and movies. All right, uh, also, if I gave you $80,000, $80,000, but you had to spend it on either the C8 Corvette or an F350 Tremor, like the, the man's man, woman's woman truck that you could ever dream of, which are you going with or why? The C8 Corvette or the F3, F350 Tremor? Which one? that for me? Or yes. is that our poll yeah, question? Yeah. Well, I guess we could do it as the poll question, too. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. You've got 80 grand, but you have to choose between one or the other. The C8 Corvette or the F350 Tremor. Which would you choose and why? George Roscoe, I'm, what say you? I'm taking I'm taking the Corvette. No surprise. You know, I, no surprise. I, I love sports cars. I, I'm not a Corvette guy, kind of. You know, I, I like my imports more. But between the two, I, I would definitely have the Corvette. Yeah, you're a pretty boy. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you you're from Eastern Europe. We know. Yeah, you, yep. you, one, one of those Eastern blood. European pretty boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I like trucks. They're they're great. They they've had great utility, and the Tremor looks awesome. I've never heard of it up until now. Um, but between a truck and a sports car, I'll always take the sports car. The Tremor comes with 35 inch tall standard. That's the base size oh of the gosh. Goodyear tires. 35 inches. Uh, the tallest tires on a heavy-duty truck you can get. The Corvette comes with special sauce Michelin Pilot Sport 4S tires that deliver more than a G of skid pad grip. Are you kidding me right now? More than a G of grip? Oh, the Ford will ford 33 inches of water, while the Chevy's performance traction management system has a wet road mode. The Tremor gets a 2-inch front-end lift, the VET has a front-end lift system that can add almost two inches of ground clearance in under three seconds. Both have differentials that can fully lock. These two seemingly disparate machines are more similar than you might think. I, golly, with the climate that we have in this, in this uh, state and the use that comes from having a truck is tempting but every time I get that bug that, that bites me to try and get a truck, I always end up remembering that anyone that owns a truck is the first person I think of when I need help. And I call them to help me with my projects. And if I yeah, own and a you truck. you enjoy your free time. I, yes. I then become that guy that everyone thinks of to call for help. And I like helping people. Don't get me wrong. I just don't love helping every people. There's a, every person, I should say, that, that I've ever met in my life, every people. Uh, but so I, when I have 10 minutes of free time, I'd like to just use that for whatever I want to do. And if I had 10 minutes of free time and a G of grip 
in my Corvette, you know what I'm doing with that 10 minutes of free time. I'm, yeah, you want to be at the track in your free time, not not at the storage facility. Not at Home Depot. The, the back of your Trevor. Right. Home Depot, you're great and all, but yeah, I don't need yeah. – I want to use my free time zipping around the racetrack on a, in wet road mode rather than helping Brother Johnson move his piano for the third time in the in this year. Plus, I, I feel like trucks are dangerous gateway drugs to boats. <laughs> and once What's you, up with you and drugs today, man? Once you uh, – <laughs> On the brain, I guess. Uh, you have to test it. Uh, the yeah, boats are just they're a, gateway a drugs to boats. Yeah. <laughs> so what's who, the old who, saying about boats? Uh, the best day of owning a boat is the day you buy it and the day you sell it. The two best days of having a boat. My brother just bought a boat and they have a blast. They take their kids out and they have a great time. The I did. I'm not a boat guy. First of all, I don't really care for the water. Secondly, the upkeep and the maintenance alone for a boat, the storage, nah, no thanks. But a lot of people like them, and you gotta, if you had a boat, you would you would get that thing towed wherever you want. You could tow it up Everest with a F-350 Tremor. I'll tell you that right now. Wouldn't be any problems. Uh, but we mentioned the phone number, 855-340-ZONE. You can be part of the show. Any questions, comments, or stories you've got to share with us today, 855-340-ZONE. You can be part of the show. George Roska is here from the Midtown store of Mark Miller Subaru, 3535 South State. You can also check them out at the Southtown store in the Autumn Mall there in Sandy. When we come back uh, in the in the next hour, we got a lot more stories to, to share with you today, including 3D printing and how it's changing the world of Porsche or Porsche, depending on how pretentious you are. And also, say it right. <laughs> Elon Musk is in the news for two reasons this week. One really cool reason and one not so cool reason. Tell you about it all next on Utah Car Sense.